Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, where we talk about the business of sports and media and entertainment, uh, disruption, all different kinds of things. I'm Joe Favorito, along with Scott Rosner. Scott? Joe, how are you? Good. We continue to roll along. We are at Radio Row at the Super Bowl, the third of our three days. One of the topics that has come up pretty frequently is health and player safety and technology and disruption and how it's being handled going forward in the NFL and in a lot of other sports. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about now with our next two guests. Yeah, I mean, really fortunate to have uh, Dr. Herman Taylor from Morehouse uh, University, uh, Ricardo Laquette, who played uh, a number of years in the NFL, uh, undrafted free agent who made it, uh, you know, in that list of guys who you really admire. He didn't even go to Wikipedia to look that up. Just I, I did not. And, and I'm, and I'm going to go out there, and I, and I might be wrong about this. Mm. You were a D2 player, too, For sure. right? Fort Valley uh, State. Fort HBCU. Valley State. That's wow. right. So, we have a great relationship with HBCU schools, too. So. We do. And, and, you know, we were just talking before we started uh, about the HBCU fellowship program yep. that Columbia has uh, with uh, all the HBCUs across the, across the country, including Morehouse and, and its sister school, Spelman, where we had a couple of our uh, mm-hmm. Uh, HBCU fellows in our last program who joined us who are actually rock stars. They're doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Ricardo, tell us how you guys got together and then Dr. Taylor kind of lead us into uh, what you're doing today and how important this is. First of all, thank, thanks for thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Um, ultimately, it was uh, it was just it was kinetic energy. It was, you know, Harvard, uh, the great staff, you know, they have a great staff. Uh, Morehouse College has an amazing staff. And um, it's, it's kind of hard to do a football study without football players. So, it's a uh, big element to have involved. <laughs> <That's what they're laughs> Primary right, so data. Right, exactly. So once I got hurt, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, it's kind of uh, kind of the same thing if a veteran um, can't participate, can't, can't uh, do any more tours. Uh, and... And there's a group of people back at home that can definitely help, you know, with the safety or the helmets or whatever his complaints are, because you can't really get the complaints from the guys that are on tour that are, you know, off off to work. So it's it's my duty to my teammates, to the future players, and uh, to the retired players to give all the feedback that I can, and I and I usually do that through uh, at player study on Instagram and, and uh, Twitter as well as well as they can do as well. But it was a no-brainer for me to uh, give my input, knowing that you know I, I got hurt. I broke my neck November first, two thousand sixteen, wow. against the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm laying on the ground, and I'm not sure if uh, if I'll ever walk again. I'm not sure if uh, I ever see my mom, my dad again. Do you remember it? Do I remember being on the ground? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. That's what I'm saying. I was there, and I wasn't sure if right. it was going to happen. I wasn't sure if I was going to walk again. And I'm just laying there, and I'm just praying that it goes my way. I'm praying for an opportunity to uh, do it right. You know, a lot of times you think about, you know, selfish things. But then uh, once you're in a situation or once, like, something tragic happens, once Kobe dies, then everybody's like, love each other. You know, it, you know, seriously, you know, and it, and it and it puts things into a realistic perspective. So yeah, there's no of, question. I mean, and those are, of course, the scariest moments, right? Yeah, Where, for sure. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it is truly friend. I, and, and, and Sir Joey, you don't know this either. Uh, I had an uncle who broke his neck playing football uh, in college. Um, so when you see it, you know, when you see it happen, um, and it resonates, right, in, in particular, and you, you personalize it and imagine it was your kid or your right. or whatever else. Frightening moments. Okay, so you have this, this unbelievably scary moment, right, you break your neck. Um, how do you guys connect? Uh, how do we meet? How do we meet? Yeah. So, the, um, the football players health study um, at Harvard University. Um, had a couple of uh, sort of founding elements. One of the one of them was that uh, a group of investigators that I knew at Harvard, um, my, my alma mater, asked me to take part in developing uh, a group of players, a cohort of players, because I had uh, recruited a large number of individuals in, in uh, the Jackson Heart Study, which is a study that Jackson looks at African American heart Anyway, the idea of the whole player, the whole life, was the unifying thing, right? And we wanted to go out and recruit players. But um, what uh, one of the things I, I believe I contributed is that, you know, if you want to help players, it's not going to happen, it's not going to come out of a, a group of us sitting in a room thinking about what's the best thing to study and the best approach. We have to talk to the players. I mean, that's not genius, that's obvious to me. And so um, we formed a group of player advisors. Started with a small group, they expanded the group, helped us uh, get the, the, the bright, uh, insightful uh, people who can really um, tell us what's going on with players, what their priorities are in terms of their quality of life. And Ricardo's name was at the top of the list. So we got to know Ricardo through that, and uh, those players have helped us engineer uh, a cohort of 4,100 former players, wow. making it the largest study in the history of the NFL. Um, and beyond just the recruitment, they have helped us come up with ways to really figure out where we should be investing our research resources. So that's 4,100 out of how many living NFL alumni? Now, that number is kind of hard to put a handle on and how many can you get in contact with. Through various sources, uh, the number of current living players is probably 12,000 yeah, plus. Yeah, we're thinking like in the 12 to 14,000. Exactly, number exactly. So uh, using that as a denominator, we're getting maybe you know 30% of the guys out there. We would love to get more. Sure. You know, the more we have, the more solid our conclusions will be, the more impactful our research will be. And it's through people like Ricardo that that, that will be possible, and through people like you, because getting the word out, letting people know that we're still expanding the study, that we're not that we're far from it, uh, will help us. So, and and so, if you could, how how do former players find, or even current players who, who may just not be thinking about, how do they find out about it? Right. The uh, probably the, the simplest way is to go online. Okay. Um, if you can't remember Harvard football players health study, right? Uh, it's a pretty you know, straightforward one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can Google it, um, or you can just go to um, at players health Instagram, Twitter. Oh, thank you. At players study. I don't have my card. At players study. And that's players plural study. Right? Um, 
and that will get you into our orbit. And that's that'll be the beginning uh, of uh, of a relationship that we hope will uh, culminate in you being a part of the study. And, and what are some of the elements that are going into the study? What are some of the things you're looking at? See again, whole player, right? And and what did the players tell us? Are the things that are are the biggest, most troublesome things, the barriers to them enjoying life, and so forth. So we're looking at chronic pain. Uh, we're looking at sleep apnea. Looking at weight gain, weight management. Uh, looking at cardiovascular health. Uh, people, I think, as I talk to people, they don't realize that the thing that takes most players out ultimately is cardiovascular. It's, it's not head trauma, right? As important as that is. And we're also looking at issues tied to head trauma and cognitive. Uh, Right, the CTE, the related cognitive issues. Exactly. What about the mental health side? Have you looked at any, any kind of contributing aspects to it? Absolutely. The, we call it a study, but it's actually a cluster of studies. And one of the studies, for instance, uh, is looking at the idea of social networks, the quality of them, the extensiveness of them, and how that parallels health or illness. And, you know, what you might expect is true. That is, uh, people who have uh, dense, uh, uh, full social networks, I have uh, better health overall than people who have limited uh, and scant social networks. You know, that social support, that cohesive, that connectedness, we feel is a very important element. And that, that points to interventions, that points to how you might help people, you know, uh, encouraging that camaraderie, that they come by naturally. And, you know, I've, I've seen it around here, the brotherhood is alive and well you know, doing what we can to enhance it and, and getting people who are out there who may be isolated, getting them into network may be actually helpful for their health. So, Ricardo, Ricardo, tell us about your recovery, uh, what it was like, what you had to go through, where you are today, uh, both mentally and physically. Uh, I think it was, for me, it was more mental. I think everything is mental. Uh, like uh, me and uh, Dr. Taylor talked about the other day, we talked about uh, chronic resilience. And that is uh, pretty much uh, about um, uh, just believing, believing and uh, repetition and that things aren't as bad as they seem and that you can get over it and uh, that your mental controls uh, your health and how well you heal. And um, so for me, that it, it was it was just more mental, and it was just football practice. But you know, I was preparing for a game, but I was never going to play again. I was preparing for the game of life. I was preparing to walk. I was preparing to uh, hold my kids. So uh, going through the process, it wasn't for me. It was thank you so much. Like I actually can walk. Like once I get through this, I'm gonna be able to throw the football on my son. Everything that I was saying when I was laying on the ground uh, to go back to that. All those things that I said I was going to do, I'm doing them now. And that's why I'm here. So uh, the process was uh, the process was a blessing. Uh, for someone else, chronic resilience, it was the worst thing they ever went through. For me, with chronic resilience, it made it one of the best opportunities that I had in my life. Well, you know, when you talk about the concept of chronic resilience, I mean, even before your injury I mean, I, and I, for our, the real football heads who are out there who will know this certainly in the Super Bowl the, that last pass mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl that Malcolm Butler picked off you were the intended receiver right right mm -hmm. and you know there were some comments afterwards and controversy around the whole play and you know all those things so even in your football career and even leading up to that obviously as an undrafted free agent 
I, that concept of, of chronic resilience seems to have pervaded your life for sure. your entire career. For sure. My life is built on adversity. Yeah. If I wrote a movie, if I it was a movie on my life, you wouldn't believe it. Who would play you, by the way? Uh, somebody really attractive. Yeah. Right. Who would play Dr. Idris Elba? Idris Elba. Michael C. Jordan. Yeah. Dr. Taylor. Who would play Dr. Of course. Who would play Dr. Taylor? Denzel. Of course. He plays everybody. For sure. That would be amazing. It might happen. It might happen. But, um, I'd watch it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, people, I think people like seeing uh, stories of uh, overcoming adversity and resilience because that's something that's 1,000% in everyone's life. Yep. No matter if you have $1 or a million dollars, no matter if you have one car or 20 cars, you're still going to have some type of adversity, some, some type of problem, and you're going to feel like this is the worst thing that ever happened. But at the end of the day, if your mind is built off resilience, loyalty, and dedication, then that's all you'll ever need. Dr. Taylor, in your career, did you ever think that you'd be getting to this type of a point looking at the overall health of professional football players? You know, specifically, I, I did not, but I've always been fascinated. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a heart doctor, right? right? And at the heart of uh, any uh, athletic performance is the heart. Yes. Uh, so I've always been interested in performance and, and, and related issues to how well the cardiovascular system can support not just everyday people, but the super elite uh, individuals. Um, and I, I find that I'm quite naturally drawn to it because the, the main um, cause of death for players is cardiovascular, just like it is for the rest of the population. So it's a very natural kind of tie-in for me. But I tell you, this has been um, one of the most wonderful experiences in my research career, um, you know, working with Ricardo uh, in particular, because I'm also very interested in the concept of resilience. And, you know, in the dictionary where it says resilience, there should be a picture of Ricardo Locke right next to the word because he, he exemplifies it. And uh, if, if you want to understand resilience, understand this man's life and what he has overcome. I mean, you know, uh, coming from a small school, etc., the whole arc of his life. And it's, it's inspiration. It's possible. <laughs> no, it really is. I mean, yeah. we, we talk to our students coming in. Now, this is graduate students in the Ivy program going into a very competitive industry that they hope to enter upon graduation. We talked to them a lot from day one, minute one, about grit, right? About falling down and getting back up. Yep. Um, and showing up, another thing. Showing up, but, but really we spent a lot of time literally talking about falling down and getting back mm -hmm. up. And these are graduates. We used to not have to have these conversations. And, 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 you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm glad that we're having them now. But you, you embody that, right? You, you embody that, you know, getting, falling down and, and getting back up. For sure. And, but I feel like you can have that conversation forever because mm -hmm. I feel like next year, either any one of us at this table could need encouragement, you know? Um, even though, you know, they grad, you're graduate uh, students or, you know, even though they're cardiologists or even though they're Super Bowl champions or even though they're the president of the United States, they still need some type of encouragement at some point because everybody's going to have a rough day. Um, go back to Kobe. Um, his wife living the best life, private planes, you know, a beautiful family. She needs encouragement. So you're always going to need it. And, yeah, we, and we all live in our own dramas, too. Oh, I mean, sure, that's the other of course. Everybody, like, everyone has a story, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody sure. has a story. Mm -hmm. Who they are, and where they came from, 
for, for sure. And, and the more we can bring it out and make it relatable, I think um, the, the faster uh, our audience will be and um, the greater their knowledge will be just based off listening to this great radio station with Columbia University. So, Dr. Taylor, a question for you. So, you know, you talked about number, I believe you said number one. Uh, leading cause of death is cardiovascular disease, right? Incidence rate higher than in the general population among NFL yeah. players? Okay, so this gets to be an interesting statistical kind of question. It seems that... Yeah, um, you're, right. you're, you're, you're not done yet, so what are yeah, the early yeah, indications? Yeah, it's, it's very early. The early indications are that um, players actually are overall healthier than the general population. And, you know... This you know, is post-career? This, this is post-career in terms of cardiovascular right. So um, we, there was early work that suggested that players average lifespan was 51 years. And you probably heard of that. Uh, that's been debunked. And in fact, uh, players, we believe, actually generally outlive the rest of the population. Although they may have significant issues. You, I mean, you see some of the, the greats around here who are having trouble walking and things like that. However, um, we, we are um, beginning to understand that there are different, you know, not every player is identical to the next. You know, you have 350-pound guys, you know, um, and that's just a, that's a superhuman weight, and that puts extra strain on the heart. So are we seeing positional differences? Uh, we definitely are seeing Speed players like Ricardo, you know, they're sort of... Uh, fantastic condition while they're playing and a lot of that carries over. Um, guys who are overly large for you know normal dimensions of BMIs are very, very high. Uh, some of them slim down huge. Others retain the weight and don't retain the activity and the aerobics and so forth. And they're at extra high risk for things like uh, cardiometabolic. Interesting. Great. Once again, we want uh, to thank you guys. Uh, by the way, Ricardo, are you active on social? Where can people follow you? On all sites uh, at Ricardo Lockett. R-I-C-A-R-D-O-L-O-C-K-E-T-T-E. Cool. Ricardo That's easy. Lockett. That's an easy one. Absolutely. Dr. Taylor, where uh, I hate to ask, but are you active on Twitter and Facebook? <laughs> why, why would you ask me and then say, I hate to ask you? <laughs> Slow up asking Because you, you have to build your brand a lot more. Right. Yes, I do. I do. I, I recognize that, and we're working on that. Um, uh, in the meantime, just go to uh, Players Health. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, player study, uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram. Great. You've been listening to The Cuff Show, Joe Favorito, Scott Rosner, Dr. Herman Taylor, Ricardo Lockett. Thank you so much for taking the time. Continue best of luck. You guys are doing really, really, really important work. Uh, continue best of luck with it. We appreciate your efforts. We'll see you down the road. All right. Thank All you. Right. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it.